Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says this, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Let's pray. Father, this morning, God, just stand in amazement of who you are. God, you're... You're awesome, Father, from the miracle, God, in creating man to the miracle, God, of sustaining mankind to the miracle, Father, God, in Miggy, Lord. I thank you so much for what you're doing, God, in our midst, Lord. You're amazing, and we pray that your word, God, would touch our hearts this morning. In the matchless name of Jesus, we all say amen. You may be seated this morning. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Understand, when God breathed into Adam, it wasn't just that life came into Adam, but God literally breathed potential into Adam. When he breathed into Adam, he loaded, I love what Miles Monroe says, that God loaded you up with everything that you need in life. The moment you were conceived, you were loaded with all the potential in the world to do what God's called you to do in life. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm lacking nothing. Come on, look at him and say, I'm lacking nothing. Say, God loaded me up. God loaded you up with all the potential that you would ever need in life. And the reason that some of us aren't doing what God's called us to do is because you haven't tapped into the potential yet. It's not that you're lacking it. It's not that God forgot about you. It's not that God skipped over your life. You just haven't tapped into it. It's inside of you. And this morning, I want to help pull it out of you. You see, the danger of the Christian walk is to believe that every promise of God is given without any action on our part. The danger of the Christian walk is to believe that every promise of God is just given to us freely without any action on our part. We, we've been taught and we've been going around this school somewhere in, in, in our life that God said it, that settles it, and I'm entitled to it. I believe that we're entitled to the promises of God, but understand you're not entitled to it just because you got saved. You're not entitled to it just because you come to church. You're entitled to it because God's placed it inside of you. And he's saying, pull it out, bring it out, bring it out. You want to live the promises of God. It doesn't just happen when you come up and say a prayer. It doesn't just happen when you read the word. And it doesn't just happen when you hit your knees and pray. It happens when you begin to put action to everything that you've read and you put action behind everything that you prayed and you put action behind every dream that God's placed inside of your life. We are not entitled to anything just because we're children of God. We have the promises of God for our lives. And yes, we are entitled to those, but we got to go after them. We got to start pursuing those things, the dream God's placed inside of you. The thing that you think is bigger than you because it is. God's already loaded you with the potential to overcome that bigness of that dream. God's already given you what it takes. Listen to this. The brilliant summer sun poured its liquid heat on the windspread island of the Caribbean paradise as the old village sculptor made his way to the humble home outside the village center. On his way, he passed by the great white mansion in the plantation of the plantation owner who with his field workers was cutting down one of the age-old trees that had for generation provided protection from the scorching sun. 
The old sculptor suddenly stopped and with a twinkle in his eyes called over the wall with a note of interest. What will you do with those decayed stumps of wood? The owner replied, these, good, these are good for nothing but firewood. I have no use for this junk. The old sculptor begged for a piece of that junk wood and with care lifted the knotted tree trunk to his, to his shoulder. With a smile of gratitude, he staggered into the distance carrying his burdensome treasure. After entering his cottage, the old man placed a jagged piece of tree in the center of the floor. Then in a seemingly mysterious and ceremonious manner, he walked around the plant, the plant, the plantation, what the plantation owner had called useless junk. As the old man picked up his hammer and chisel, a strange smile pierced his leathered, leathered face. Attacking the wood, he worked as though under a mandate to set something free from the gnarled, weathered trunk. The following morning, the son found the sculptor asleep on the floor of his cottage, clutching a beautiful sculptured bird. He had freed the bird from the bondage of the junk wood. Later, he placed the bird on the railing of his front porch and forgot about it. Weeks later, the plantation owner came by to visit. When he saw the bird, he asked to buy it, offering whatever price a sculptor might name. Satisfied that he had made an excellent bargain, the gentleman walked away, hugging to his breast with great pride the newly acquired treasure. The old sculptor, sitting in the steps of his simple cottage, counted his spoils and thought, junk is in the eyes of the beholder. And like that trunk of wood, many of you sit here as raw material this morning. You sit here as something that's not finished yet. You sit here this morning as something that looks like nothing. But inside of the nothing is something. Inside of the nothing that you thought, inside of the mess-ups of life, God still has potential and promise inside of each and every one of you this morning. And I want to know all you got to do is have vision enough to see it inside of yourself, the thing God spoke to you in the midnight hours, the thing that kept you up at night the thing you've written about, the drawings that you have, the plans that you have laid out already. God says, I've given you raw material and that looks like nothing. But understand, raw material in the hands of the right person comes out to be beauty. And I want you to understand, you in the hands of God will come out as a beautiful sculptured piece this morning if you would allow him to chisel away at your life. You've got potential. See, potential is this. Capable of being or becoming. Understand the definition. Capable. Not that you are. But you have the capacity. You're capable of being or becoming. Being or becoming what? Whatever God's called you to be. Understand, you don't just walk in it just because you've been called a child of God. You walk in it because you believe in what he's spoken into your life. You've got to start believing what's been spoken into your life. You've got to start claiming those things that have been spoken. It might look like it's not going to happen. Oftentimes, the promises of God look way bigger than us. The thing that God's spoken to you looks way bigger than you. The, 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 the vision that God's given to you looks way bigger to you than you. It looks way bigger than your, your, your financial circumstances. It looks way bigger than what you've done in life. It looks way bigger. And you think at times that I'm eliminated from what God's called me to do because of my past. I'm eliminated. Can't be used. And so we let dreams stay dreams. We let visions stay visions. 
We let those good thoughts, those things that you wrote down, you let those things just stay on pen and paper. You let the prayers that you hit the ground here in the altars, the tears that you've cried that have soaked up your pillow or the carpet in the midnight hour, you let those things just dry up and you forget about it simply because you think that your past has eliminated you from your future. Let me tell you something. Your past has not eliminated you from your future. You serve a bigger God than your past. You serve a bigger God, and he's given you the potential. God doesn't, God doesn't revoke potential. He's placed it inside of you from the very get-go, from the very existence of who you are. You're capable of being or becoming. You see, everyone is born with potential. From the very first man in Adam until the very last human being that walks the face of this earth, everyone is born with potential. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor... Come on, say neighbor. Say, don't judge me yet. I still got a lot of potential inside of me. Say, you're just looking at raw material. Say, but inside this raw material is beauty. So don't judge me yet. Because God ain't done with me yet. Come on, give God praise this morning. You see, the greatness of a person is not based on where they were born or who they were born to, but in their ability ability to allow their potential to be pulled out of them. The greatness of a person is not whether you were born into a rich family, whether you were born in the hills of San Jose or you have this great mansion that was passed down to you or you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. That doesn't make a person great. What makes a person great is that they've allowed the potential that God's placed inside of them to be pulled out of them. Stop judging yourself based upon your financial circumstances. you got potential. Is it coming out? If it is, you're great. I want you to tap to yourself and say, self, you got greatness inside of you. So start living like it. You see, potential is dormant ability. It's reserved power. It's untapped strength, unused success, and hidden talents. Capped capability. All you can be but have not yet become. All you can do but have not yet done. How far you can reach but have not yet reached. What you can accomplish but have not yet accomplished. Potential is unexposed ability and latent power. Potential is therefore... Not what you have done, but what you are yet able to do. Who's still got a promise inside of their life this morning? Oh, come on. If you got a promise that hasn't come out yet, you got potential inside of you. You got a promise to change the world. If you would just get on board and begin to allow God to chisel at your life, understand something. When something's being chiseled away, it doesn't feel very good. When you got to let go of the hurts of yesterday, when you got to get low of the bad, let go of the bad choices. You got to let go of the people who've hurt you. When you got to move away and God begins to chisel at all that stuff, understand that when God's chiseling, He's not trying to kill you, He's trying to better you. He's trying to expose the true you. Allow God to chisel away at your life. <coughs> He's doing something in you this morning. Form man out of the dust of the ground. And breathe potential. The ability capable of being or becoming. He breathed it inside of you. Place it inside of you. 
the ability to be great wasn't that God skipped over you. Wasn't that God skipped over your family. Wasn't that God missed out. You missed out. You weren't in line. You overslept that day. Wasn't any of that. God breathed inside of you and you've been loaded. God never demands something of you that he hasn't already prepared you for. You've been loaded this morning. You have everything that you need deep down inside of you, and you've got to allow that stuff to begin to come out. That's why you can't give up on your dream. That's why you've tried to give up on your dream. That's why you've tried to walk away from what God's called you to. But all of a sudden, it's like you've got a rubber band that just keeps pulling you back. Why? Because you can't let go of the promises of God. You can't walk away from those things. See, from the very creation of man, God placed a limitless amount of potential in mankind. God was so pleased with his creation, hear this, in Adam, that he never went back to the drawing board again. Not even Eve was created the same way Adam was. God created Eve out of what was already created. Hear this. In God's first try in creating Adam... Many people would preach that God messed up on Adam, so he had to create a better thing out of Eve and Eve, and so the woman's a little better than man. I want to tell you something this morning, ladies. God got it right the first time. He didn't mess up. God got it right the first time, and out of him getting it right, he said, I'll create Eve because it's not good that man should be alone. So he didn't go to the dust of the ground again. He didn't breathe into Eve again. What did he do? He took out of what was already created in Adam, and he said, bam, this is so good. I'll make another one like this, but I'll call her woman, and she'll be another, uh, an, another, uh, another human being so that Adam and her could repopulate the earth. God didn't go back to the ground again because he messed up on the first time, I want to let you know this morning that if you take your roots and you trace it all the way back, we all come down back to Adam. We're all traced back from Adam. God was so pleased with his first creation that he didn't create Eve the same way. God was so pleased with Adam that he says, I'll continue to use that. You're made out of the same stuff that Adam was. The same potential that was breathed into Adam got passed down to you. I don't think you heard me. You'd be jumping over chairs right now. You'd be doing backflips. The very breath of God that breathed into Adam is the very being that lives inside of you. The very makeup of what you're made of. And you've been calling yourself junk. And you've, been, and you've been limiting yourself and you've been saying that you don't deserve and you've been, listen, the promise that God gave to Adam and Eve is the promise he gave to you like Pastor Dan's been preaching. Eden's yours. He gave you greatness. You've been made out of the same stuff. God was so pleased he didn't cancel out mankind and create another being. He was so pleased that he loved the way. On God's first try, he got it right. You weren't a test dummy. You're a masterpiece. Come on. Listen, it's easy for someone else to believe in you. It's simple for someone else to believe in you. We get all excited when someone does something inside of us. 
Makes us tickle. It gives you the goosebumps down your back. It puts tears down your eyes when someone else speaks something and believes in you. How about when you begin to believe in you? It should do even more than that. It should cause you to do backflips inside. It should cause tears to roll down your face knowing God chose me and created me and wanted me here right now for this very reason. Got it right on this first try. You want to test them. You're a masterpiece. When God created Adam, he created him lacking nothing. Adam was created with all the potential in the world. Notice, God didn't hand Adam a rule book on how to live life. Never says that after Adam was created that God gave him this big old manual and says, okay, Adam, read through this. This is how you're supposed to do things. Why? Because God already knew that he placed it inside of Adam, how things were supposed to be. God's already placed it inside of you. God's already placed it inside of you, the greatness, how to become that great, how to do certain things. God's placed it inside of you. Unlock it this morning. That's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pick the lock of your heart. I might not have the key, but you know what? I'm pretty good. I'm Mexican, Puerto Rican. I could pick locks pretty good. I want to unlock it in your life this morning. I want to get in there and say, you know what? This is the potential that you got, and if you would just believe in yourself. Believe in what was spoken to you this morning. Man, you could do something so great for the Lord. Like Adam, you and I have been given the same potential. Those who tap into their potential succeed, and those who don't simply fail. It's not a fair statement for us to say any longer, with that being said, that God skipped me on the potential part. It's no longer a valid point. To say because of the color of my skin, because the street I was brought up, brought up in, or the neighborhood I was brought up in, or the family I was born into, or the kind of car we drove, or the kind of shoes I didn't have in life, or the kind of pants and clothes that I wasn't able to wear. It's not about that any longer. We can no longer make excuses of why we're not living out what God's called us to live out. Why? Because God's placed it inside of each and every person. He didn't discriminate because you were Mexican or Puerto Rican or black or Asian. God didn't discriminate discriminate against any of that stuff. He placed equal amount of potential inside each and every one of us this morning, and it's about pulling it out. Don't pull the race card any longer. Don't pull the financial card any longer because I don't drive this kind of car. Listen, get rid of all the excuses. The sooner you get rid of the excuses, the sooner you'll begin to live out your potential in life. Let's kill the excuses today. So you got to understand you're not junk. You see, an artist could walk by the stone in your front yard and see a masterpiece inside of it. An artist could walk by the stone in your front yard, the one that your dog pees on all the time. The one that you look at and say, I don't even know why that stone's there. The one you've been contemplating, I need to get rid of that thing. And year after year, you've been talking, I got to get rid of that thing. And all of a sudden, someone knocks on your door and says, can I have it? And you say, can you please take it? Because I don't want this junk anymore. It's just full of pee and full of this. And he takes it and he brings it home. And then pretty soon, he knocks on your door again. And he calls you over to his shop. And he shows you this beautiful thing. And you're standing there in amazement like, oh, my goodness. 
Where did you get that from? Was that imported from France or Spain? Was that imported from Egypt? What, what took place? How did this happen? And he looks at you and says, this was sitting in your front yard. And you say, no, it can't be. He says, yeah, this was sitting in your front yard. It can't be. Yes, it was. Why? Because he saw something inside of it that you weren't able to see. Listen, you have to see things inside of yourself when no one else can. When everyone else wanted to get rid of you, you got to see something inside of you that says, but I still belong. You see, some of you have been contemplating even getting out of the church because you feel like you don't belong. It's not about belonging to the church. It's about knowing I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here. I don't care if sister or brother over there doesn't want you here. I'm supposed to be here because there's something here that God's got. The, the pastor unlocks something in me inside. Every Sunday he gets in there and he picks the locks of my heart. I'm supposed to be here. Who cares what everyone else says that you're no good, that not even God can help you? You're supposed to be here. Why? Because there's something here. There's something here. And then pretty soon they see you. And they're like, where the heck did you come from? I've been in the hands of the master sculptor. I didn't give up. It hurt when he took the first hit. And he began to chisel. You ever seen a, an artist paint before? You ever, guys ever watch that guy on TV? I think he's on a PBS channel. I think he's dead now. I got the big fro. You know, sometimes that guy's painting a painting and looks nice, and all of a sudden he puts this thing that I'm like, ah, oh, you blew it. What'd you do that for, man? You put the tree, it looks like it's in the middle of the water. You put the, that's not, that's not real. That can't happen. And, and he starts painting, and pretty soon I'm like, he's putting an island there. The trees could belong on islands. And, and I look at it before it's finished, and I begin to judge the unfinished product. But in the artist's eyes already, he sees the finished product. And like some of you, you're not done yet. Like some of you, people begin to judge you. And God says, listen, I'm just laying down the base coat right now. Judge them while you can. I haven't even finished with them yet. And people say, man, you know, you ain't no good. You ain't going to make that church thing. You ain't going to graduate from the home. You ain't going to do this. This ain't going to happen. And God just sits there. He ain't listening to nobody. And the brush strokes are continuing to go down. And he gets the paint. He puts it on his palette. And he's painting and he's painting and he's painting. Then all of a sudden that person comes back and says, I want to buy that paint. And God looks at him and he says, this is the same painting that you dogged. It's the same one that you said wasn't going to be anything. It's the same painting that you said I messed up on. He said, but you judged it in the middle of the painting. But I already foresaw it. And I seen it all the way through. And I took what was here and here and I begin to place it here. And the beauty of that thing is now what you want to purchase, understand. People may not celebrate you at the beginning. Trust me, they'll be there at the end. They may not celebrate you at the beginning. It's okay. Don't you give up. Throw your own party. Stand there and celebrate yourself this morning. Why? Because you got to understand the potential that's inside of you when no one else could see it as long as God told you and you could see it inside of yourself. It could come about. Don't you let anybody tell you you're worthless. Don't you let anybody tell you you're no good. You're not junk. 
If I could have someone help me on the keyboard this morning. They say Michelangelo used to rock around a block of marble for days, talking to himself. Just walking around it, talking to himself. And people looked at him like he was crazy. But what the artist was doing was he was looking past the surface of the marble. He was looking deep inside of it until he saw what he knew he had to free inside that marble. And then he went in and he began to swing away until he freed what was captured inside of that block of marble. Whatever it might have been, he went in and he freed it this morning, your raw material. This morning, like that piece of junk wood that everyone thought was good for nothing, and the old man began to beg for it. This morning, God's saying, let me have you back in my hands because I got something great that I'm going to pull out of you this morning. Just come back into my hands. I'll take you home and I'll work on you for hours upon hours until it's done. It might not feel good, but there's potential. No one in this room is lacking. Not lacking. God didn't mess up and forget about you. I just came this morning to remind you, you might not be finished. You might have allowed God to work on you before, and here you stand, a piece of wood or a block block of marble, and you just got these horrible-looking cuts. And people begin to look at you and say, what the heck are you? Who are you? You've begun to allow them to allow yourself to question who you are. You've gotten your eyes off the sculptor this morning. And you've allowed them to determine who you are instead of allowing God who have already determined you before your birth to say who you are. Listen, today it's time to come back into the sculptor's hands and allow him to begin to chisel and sand and begin to cut away at the things in your life. And you might say, God, I, I, I want to keep that. It's, it's not for you. And he knocks off that knot. And he knocks off what you thought. Man, and, and you view yourself like I view the painter painting the picture. Ah, you messed up on this part. I was supposed to be over here. God said, no, you're supposed to be right here. But God, I want to be over there. I, I know what you want, but you're supposed to be right here. You're supposed to be here. We've all had dreams, and a lot of them never thought you would end up at Mount Pleasant High School, serving in a mobile church called Christian Worship Center. You thought you would be off in another country doing something else. You, th- you said to yourself, I grew up in San Jose. I never wanted to stay in San Jose, but for some reason, God's kept you here. Why? Because there's purpose for you being here this morning. It's not done with you yet. Raw material in the hands of the right sculptor will create a masterpiece. But you can't judge it until the master's done with it. You can't judge yourself because you're not supposed to. 
You see, judgment day will come, but today's not it. And yesterday wasn't it either. The master wants you back into his hands. And he wants to pull out that potential. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.